I'm Gab, he's Jules. Grace guys over West London. Uh, Jules, we have a full show. This is the Gab and Jules show, of course. Uh, we'll be talking about Milan and Napoli. We'll be talking about City, Holland, Arsenal, top of the league. How about that? Uh, but there's one place to start, and it starts on a bit of a sour note. In fact, a big sour note. Atletico Madrid against Real Madrid. The Madrid derby. Uh, 2-1 win for Real Madrid, which makes them perfect this season. Nine yeah. out of nine in all competitions. Uh, but we have to start talking about the this whole... The, the, what for me, is a crazy situation yeah. surrounding uh, Vinicius. Um, pre-game, we've heard him. We, we, we heard fans outside again. It sounded like reportedly it was it was a few hundred. They certainly made a big racket. Atletico Madrid fans, you know, singing that Vinicius is a monkey. What I find really disheartening here is we're talking about a player who has been in La Liga for what is it, five years now? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not so much. Oh, it's twenty twenty two. These things still happen. Yeah, you suddenly they do. But fans or 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 a portion of the of the fans, however many it was, who feel empowered to do this. Now the backstory here. Because I'm just going to knock this down. Because I always come up with the same things. Oh no, but we're not racist. Because look, we boo Vinicius. We didn't boo. We, we didn't do this to David Alaba. Um, and they they will always say that they do it because they say that this story comes from this ridiculous thing that after he scores a goal, he does a little dance. Which, by the way, he hasn't scored as many goals before. But as far as I can tell, he's been doing this little dance for a while after yeah. after after and the goal. And a lot of players dance after they score a goal. Yeah, it's pretty customary, yeah. right? Um, the, the knock is that the dance is a provocation to the opposition. That's right. We had the head of the, uh, of the Spanish Agent? Agents Association yeah. come out and say that it was a provocation. On television. On television. Calling him a monkey. Like saying it's a monkey dance. Yeah. Saying it was a monkey, which, you know, he, he kind of walked those back. But, I mean, I think the damage was done. People are going to say, we oh, no, but we do this because to wind him up. We do this because he provokes us. And I don't think I'm stating, I'm being Captain Obvious here. Like, if you're wound up by him, if you want to insult him, there are some things which are acceptable to say. Other things are not acceptable to say yeah. because they are hurtful, not just to Vinicius, but to everybody of color and indeed people not of color as well who yeah. might experience it differently. Yeah, completely. I mean, it was... Now you expect something to happen in the sense that Atletico have to be tough. If if we really want to get rid of of this uh, sickness, that's this is the word that Carlo Ancelotti used in his post-match press conference on ESPN, uh, his post-match interview on ESPN. With said love, you can easily identify. I've seen video where you could see people. They had even a doll, like a black doll. That's they're saying that was Vinicius. So you can easily know who those people are. So now you need to act. Now inside the stadium. There was something else going on. Obviously, Vinicius not popular with with the home fans. Also, because uh, this whole thing had been built up leading into the game, uh, the showboating and whatnot. Um, but then, minute eighty two. Uh, this is just after he does a rainbow flick. You know, the little Neymar flick where the ball goes over his head, or rather, he attempts it against Axel Witzel. The ball gets cut, get, gets cut out, and those of us in the stadium, or those who were in the stadium, heard this. Now, you heard it yourself there. Uh, I am kind of unsure of what I'm hearing, but I've had people assure me that the chant is mono, mono, which means monkey, monkey. Others, uh, including people who were there, uh, like our colleagues Sid Lowe and, and Alex Kirkland, uh, they heard them uh, saying, 
tonto, tonto, which means stupid, stupid. Obviously, these two things are not the same thing. And I think what's critical here is that we ascertain uh, to, as best we can, what was actually said. Now, the Spanish League has observers there. There's observers from the police. There's going to be video evidence. Uh, clearly, if there was a portion of that crowd that was calling him a monkey inside the stadium, then that has to be dealt with. And there, of course, there's different ways uh, they can deal with it, and we can debate that. But we felt, Jules, that we had to include it because there are a bunch of people who would have heard this, and they would have said, well, wait a minute, why are they not even talking about this? And the answer is there is some dispute about what we're actually hearing. About the game itself, right? Obviously, there's no Karim Benzema mm -hmm. for Real Madrid. And I want to talk to you about the way the way Carlos set up for this game because all right, you had the best midfield we can sort of imagine right yeah. now with Kroos, Modric, and, and, and Schwermeni. Um, up front, funnily enough, he did not pick on his... Only genuine, he did not pick his only genuine center forward yeah. to replace Benzema, nor did he pick uh, the 100 Force million nine. euro man, uh, nor did he pick uh, Asensio, scored that great goal. Yeah. He picked Rodrigo. Now, when you pick Rodrigo to play center forward with Valverde and uh, Vinicius, well, first of all, you go from having an old front line not that long ago to having a very young yeah. front line, um, but you're going to get a ton of movement. Yeah. And I kind of thought if you go back to the first. To, to, especially in, the, in that first half, like other than the goal, we didn't see much of Real Madrid necessarily in the box, but no. it always felt like they had control. They didn't necessarily create so many chances, but it always felt as if despite not having that forward presence, despite not you know laying the siege on, on, on Oblak, which I think to some degree is maybe what Simeone uh, expected. Remember, obviously, yeah. Simeone without Savic, without Jimenez, you know, having to rejigger things a little bit at the back. Um, but it always felt like if they had one or two passes, somebody's running through on goal. You always have that continuous yeah. threat. Yeah, it's always on an edge. You can easily see it, and many times it doesn't go through or it doesn't happen, but then the one time it happens, like on the Rodrigo goal, it's really hard to defend. I think Felipe makes a big mistake in the sense that he comes out a little bit too much, and then maybe he doesn't expect the ball from Tramini to be so perfect, like literally inch perfect. He twists himself into a pretzel. And then he has to turn around, yeah, exactly. And then it's too late already. Right. Uh, but, but, but you make a little mistake like this. It's not, it's not a big mistake. He's just maybe a couple of yards ahead of the, of the defensive line from Atleti, but, and this is it. And that's how they punish you. And we saw it last year, but there was that, always that bit element of, oh, it's a bit of luck because they were conceding a bit of chances in the Champions League, all of that. But in the league, they were very much like that. They punish you if you make a little mistake, but then they control so much where, where you put them under pressure. And when they're on top, they make the most of it. When you're on top, they don't give you too much. In the end, Atleti have a higher expected goals than, than Real Madrid, and I think rightly so. They try to play, they try to create. I think Griezmann had a decent, had a, had a good game considering he hadn't started all season. This was his first we'll, we'll start. We'll get to Griezmann in a second. Yeah. But, but you, you can't really fault or blame Atletico for trying to play. It's just that this is what this Real Madrid side does. They're so good at punishing you if you have a little mistake or if you just let them play their game and one ball, like you said, through and this is it. You're one nil down or two nil down. I think that's what's, what's interesting about it is kind of the, the adjustment that they make because going from Rodrigo, going from Benzema to Rodrigo center forward is a really big change. Now, Benzema obviously also has uh, that movement, which, you know, I remember you said last year, you know, he's the best nine and he's the best ten. Yeah. And, uh -huh. But um, 
you know, he has much more of a physical presence. And I think as a defender, you know that you have the risk that Benzema can go and physically overpower you. Yeah, yeah. So good hold the ball up better than Rodrigo. Hold the ball up. Yeah. Rodrigo's not going to do mm. that. So that's what I find remarkable about this is how versatile this Real Madrid team is. Um, defensively uh, as well, you know, we've praised Romani and we've praised the defense, but I think we need to tip their hat to them uh, a, a little bit because Kroos and Modric off the ball aren't going to give you the running and the no. energy that, 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 that you get just maybe because of their age. So that's a big ask of, of, of Shoumeni. Yeah. So being able to do that, you know, essentially with positioning, with reading games, um, the front three press, obviously, but other than Valverde, I don't know how much of an impact. I mean, that's no, an area no, where right. I think they can definitely grow. Uh, I just think, just quickly on Tramani, I mean, that game against Almeria, the first game of the season where he was taken off at halftime, of course, him and Camavinga, where maybe Carlos should not have, maybe should not have started them in that game. Uh, not that the opposition, he's just, he was just a league debut. I think it's, it's quite overwhelming. Um, but then when you see him now, which is what, six weeks later, or, you know, I don't know, I don't know how many. It's um, about right. Yeah. To, in, a, in his first derby, you know, for him, who's never really played, if you think about it, Bordeaux, Monaco don't really have those kind of, you know, if he'd been a PhD Marseille and played five of, of those kind of no, games. No, the big Monaco niche derby. Well, no. even the Monaco Marseille is not exactly the same. <laughs> or the Bordeaux Toulouse, or, you know, it's not really. And for him to put a performance like this, you were like, wow, all the progress that he's made. And I think he's already one of the best six in the world, considering this is not even... Might not even be his best position, and certainly not a position that he had mastered before. This is all kind of new to him. Well, and consider the fact how young he is, too. Yeah, yeah, you're I, right. This is what gets me is, I, I kind of feel we're seeing some very young players play with the mastery and, and the comfort level mm. of, of more experienced ones. And Germany certainly, you know, fits that, yeah, uh, fits that description. A word on Valverde as well, because we saw the that, that, that crazy run with the... Uh, we ended up shooting on goal and I'm blanking now for whether it was against Mallorca. It was, yeah, yeah, it was against week, Mallorca yeah. uh, last weekend. Uh, we saw a similar run mm. this week. Obviously, he had the run in the Champions League final where he, you know he, he burst. But this idea of Valverde as, as a runner from from deep, running at people, taking them yeah. on, beating them, this is kind of new. It was generally it's more of an energy guy. Yeah, exactly. Who wasn't necessarily vertical. And not technical. I didn't think that technically it could do like a, you know, like a Neymar kind of Vinicius kind of yeah, run, really. And then suddenly he had that to his, to his locker. That is something that you add to the team. So even on that right hand side, now you also have that threat. Not that he does it all the time, but maybe he's got too much energy. And at some point, Carlos said to him, okay, well, you want to run? Try to run with the ball then. But it's the, speaking of running, the the Vinicius on the second goal where he accelerates away nah. from it. I mean that 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 that's video game stuff. I mean you uh, just have to foul him thirty yards away from your goal. Otherwise, and I know you get yellow cards, and and then after that you 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 have to change the way you defend against him. But other than otherwise, it, if Oblak doesn't touch it like like really thinly, I think he, he hits the post and goes in. Uh, so. He's too. He's so. He's so good. So dangerous. So lethal. So quick. So unpredictable. You know, it doesn't always work. And we've said it. There are defenders who defended really well on him, but yet that half second where you lose your concentration or he does something that you don't expect, and he's through on goal, and, or something happens. It's crazy. Atletico Madrid, of course, pulled one back with Hermoso. 
Um, I mean, the ball basically bounces off him. Yeah, uh, Courtois' rare mistake. Uh, yes, Courtois coming out, missing mm-hmm. it uh, in, entirely. And then Hermoso picks up two yellows in quick succession. But what? It's a reminder. After the goal to make it 2-1, and I think there was, what, five, six minutes ago, maybe a little more, mm. the camera pans to Simeone on the sidelines, and he does this thing that he always does. Like, he goes and he, he puts his, his two index fingers yeah, like, you know, to the side of his head saying, All right, focus, think, focus, yeah, focus, no, focus no. right? And you Thanks. just know the message didn't get to Hermoso. Oh. That was so... Needless, the, the the second shove on on Carvajal. Dark. I mean, you could tell they were getting frustrated before the before their goal. I mean, there's a f- there's a few the coque on Rodrigo, uh, like barging into him on the touchline near the touchline was was bad. There's one from Witzel as well. You, so you could tell that there was that frustration in. And then when you score the goal, it's frustration, but it's also hope. Maybe we can get the second now. There's five minutes left to go. And then you take it too far and you do that thing and you let your team down, really. And it's just... I, just, I think there was the draw of Felix coming, going straight into the dressing room. Like that. I know he came back out. Yeah, I looked, want to talk about his about, the, about was, choices. So there's a, there's a few the worries there. I think there's a few concerns. So he starts Griezmann, which he knows that based on that, let's say, bizarro contract. That, so uh, so you, you suspect that, you assume that there's an agreement now between Barca and... Atletico Madrid, right? Otherwise, you you keep playing him half an hour. No, you don't know the terms of the agreement, right? So it's not the terms aren't that he has to can only only ever play half an hour. No, but it's half a minute. To, so now what? He doesn't play at all the next game to balance it out. It's entirely possible. Who knows? Okay. Um, I, I don't know the ins I and just outs. Thought, We've only seen different versions of it. Barcelona are disputing the version Atletico has it with lawyers. I'm assuming Atletico have lawyers, they have nerds who count minutes to sit there and say, okay, my understanding is that, you know, Atletico at least believe that they can start him a certain number of games this year. And it's a question of keeping track of the minutes. Anyway, they started him. I thought Griezmann did okay. Yeah, me too. But I wasn't sure if a Griezmann-Jean-Felix partnership at the expense of Morata was the right choice in this game. I wrong, yeah. I agree with you. I kind of thought... A more physical presence, yeah. you know, whether, you know, Morata, I think, has been their top scorer this season, um, Atletico's, uh, or even Mateus Cunha, who, of course, came on later. They kind of give you that profile where you can you can tie up the central defenders. You, you're more likely to get something off a set piece. It's not just about kind of running and- on the counter. Once the game became a possession game, I thought, hey, you know, you got to yank Joel Felix out and, and do it sooner. I, and, I, but I, I also not. think that if you start them both, Griezmann and Joel Felix, Griezmann is 31 now. He's not going to make the runs in behind. He's not, he was never, that was never particularly his game, but at least before he could, he could okay. do it. Well, Joel Felix isn't going to do it. Even so when he's so they're both going to drop to get the ball at their feet to try to play between the line and, and to try to play away from Militao and Alaba. This is always what they're going to do. So what you get the same, pl- basically the same profile. I know they're different players, but quite similar type of profile of what they're going to give you in that game. So yeah, you can have 50% of the ball and you can try to, to play and build stuff, but eventually you're right. There's not enough threat, even, even just physically in that box or someone who's going to go to Militao and Alaba and actually cause them problems. I thought it was too easy for Real Madrid for too, for too long in that game. For what Atletico had to offer. All right, let's go back to um, with with the racism with Vinicius. Uh, you know, no. you know this by the way. No. Just before you go, if 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 that that president of the agent association is whatever right. doesn't come on television on Thursday or Wednesday, whatever or whenever it was to say to say what he said, 
so and, and then we don't talk all week about it. And Vinicius doesn't have to do a video to talk about it. And all the Brazilian players, all the players around the world to support Vinicius in this controversy don't have to talk about it. We might not see what we saw yesterday, what we saw on Sunday night. We might not see, but it felt it was so heavy it, all week. It's a derby. It certainly added to it. Now, obviously, it's not as if you know he's been racially abused before, and this has been an issue before. But to go and to use those words on television and to draw attention and to show like that, that is popular. And yeah, and everybody's just talking about it. everybody apparently, except for whoever handles Roberto Carlos's social media. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, I, I look. I really like Roberto Carlos. I liked him as a player. I like him as a person. I, I'm going to assume it wasn't him, but he probably has some mm. servant who handles his social media account, who apparently lives in a yeah. house. And, but talk about inappropriate. Roberto Carlos has signed up for, I don't know if it's some NFT or it's some, some project or whatever, some publicity stunt where essentially players put, they publish pictures, they, they change their social media profiles and put out pictures of monkeys in, in football clip, yeah. in football kit, cartoon monkeys. He put it out, I think it was during the game or just before the game. Um, now, obviously, it's it's him, it's not Venetian. Yeah, that was, that that was pretty tone deaf. Yes, yes. I don't know if it's it still up not. now. You should really should take it down. Yeah. Because he's probably been the victim of, of, of racist abuse. And I'm sure he doesn't want to undermine. I don't think there was any malice in it. No, no, no. no but it just kind of should serve as a reminder as well. I don't get. Do, do you get the appeal of buying an NFT with <laughs> no, with, a, with a monkey with a cigar, no, a monkey no. flying an airplane? I, I mean, I understand NFTs. I don't understand this crap. It's not <laughs> art. It's nonsense. No. Can, especially within a football context. Ideally, we wouldn't be talking about it. But I think we need to be at least yeah. sensitive to that. Anyway, enough, Roberto Carlos. What is appropriate punishment? What what appropriate actions can we expect from Atletico Madrid? First and foremost, because they can act now. They know it happened. Yeah. That video we saw with the doll, like, the black doll that was clearly Vinicius, the guy holding it. I think it shouldn't be difficult to identify that. Exactly. Guy. Now, and I'm then it's the behind people... closed doors. I'm sorry. The next home game is, uh, we, we looked, I can't remember. Girona, I think. Yeah, Girona on October the 8th. Close the stadium. They play behind closed doors. The whole stadium is, is closed. I know you're penalizing some fans who didn't do anything, who, who are not racist, who didn't sing it, but I think this is where you have to make a statement. And La Liga and Javier Tebas, Atletico Madrid, the Spanish Chefe, Rubiales, whoever you want, this is, this is their moment to act now. Because if you let that go, you know, and this is again towards Vinicius, it would be a, a, a random players, it would be the same. But now we're talking about the biggest, one of the, the two biggest games in, in Spanish football and one of the best players in the world right now, one of the highest profile players in the world in Vinicius. This is where they have to act. Anything less and this will be a failure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash 
gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash gab terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed all right enough madrid derby how about some quick hits instead let's go gab arsenal stay top of the premier league with a three nil away spanking of brentford what a difference a yep. year makes Jules, Fabio Vieira had to fill Martin Udegaard's, who was absent, uh, his big boots. Yeah, and he did really well. I mean, I thought he started timidly. I was at the game, uh, which, which you expect. We saw him playing a little bit at the end of the United defeat, but this was his first start in the Premier League, and he got welcomed by a big, like, challenge from uh, Aya or he was or he looks Jansen. a little wussy like he's relative skinny. to the he's last really guy named Vieira yeah, like, relative course. to the last guy named Vieira to play for Arsenal like but after yeah. that he grew into the game and, and Arsenal was so good you know Brentford could not get near them and if you take away Brentford's physicality and that kind of intensity then there's, there's, they're lost and they look lost they're, Arsenal won all the second balls pretty much every 50-50 they were really outstanding and, and Vieira scored a lovely goal by the way after I think 18 or 19 passes but, that, that I think is what impressed me most because Brentford don't often get out energized or yeah. out physicaled by the opposition, and certainly yeah. you don't expect that from a team like Arsenal. Mm. Um, but that's what happened. Yeah. And 15-year-old Ethan Nwaneri came on with a minute to go for Arsenal. Gab, they're getting younger and younger. He's 15 and 181 days. Yeah, wow. I, I'm very much in two minds about yeah, this. Yeah, I uh, can. I can. I don't see the purpose. See of sending somebody... Uh, look, I know... He's been very really good at training. And I'm, 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 it's not a question it's of... It's a reward, kind of, in a way. Yeah, I don't know about the logic of, of doing that. Some people say, well, it shows that if you're you know good enough, you can play. I'm genuinely two minds about this from a, a, a safeguarding standpoint. I don't think it's a good precedent to set. Arteta said it was his gut feel. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm... You know, this kid doesn't even, he's still a school, but he doesn't even have the... Yeah. I mean, it's not <laughs> school today, but yeah, tomorrow yeah. you go back to school. Uh, but no, look, it's, it's he's been training with the under-18s all season, apparently. Mm. Um, and I'm sure and a few times they knew the what they're doing. I, in some places, they have a blanket ban. So some people might argue that maybe that's what we should do. Maybe there's no reason for him to play a minute at the end of this game. On the flip side... Johan Cruyff made his debut at 14 and it worked out exactly. pretty well for him. Yeah. So, But you know, yeah. he could not, he, he was not allowed to, to get changed in the Arsenal dressing room because he's obviously under 16. So he had his own dressing room for himself to get changed in because, you know, this is, he's like under, uh, yeah, underage kind of thing. It's now four league games without a win for Bayern, Ooh. who slipped down to fourth, Jules. They lost the derby to Augsburg yeah. 1-0. Uh, shout out to our friend, Mike Michael Stroll. Can we call it a crisis now? Yeah, big time. And then on Sunday, they had to go to Oktoberfest and you just had to look at Oliver Kahn's face and Julian Nagelsmann, who even said publicly, I don't want to go, but he had to go because it's the tradition. Um, I mean, we've said before, the, the draw against yeah, Gladbach. Oktoberfest in September? We, we, I know. I'd always do this. I don't know. Right, whatever. Um, we said some of the draws, the three draws before that defeat were maybe not too worrying because they, they created so many chances and they, they just didn't take them. Or they faced a goalkeeper that was... Yeah. You know, the first miracle. Stuttgart wasn't great. Yeah, Stuttgart yeah. wasn't great. This was not great either. No, you know, apart from bad. Manuel Neuer header at the end, that was their best chance in the 95th uh, minute or whatever. And that's Manuel Neuer coming for a corner to try to salvage a point. This was very poor in the intensity, in the way they play, what they did with the ball. Uh, and fair play to Augsburg. And I think some of this is on Nilesman too, because if you yeah. play Upamecano and, uh, and Delic together... You can't, with attacking fullbacks like Masrawi and Davies, then you need to have 
on midfield that shields them, that helps them a little bit. Instead, I thought too often they were exposed. Now, yeah, Augsburg, you know, Augsburg sat, I think they had like 20% possession. But when they yeah. broke, they just caught right through them. Yeah, um, they would have scored more goals than Juan no. this And at the other end, by the Sadio Mane, not looking as no, sharp no. As, as, as he should right now. Cholito Simeone has a much better day than his dad as Napoli win away to Milan and he scores the winner, Gab. This was quite a game. It's just huge, obviously, uh, Milan without Rafael Leao, Napoli without uh, Victor Osimhen. You can say those two cancel uh, each other out. Yeah. I thought Milan actually played really well in the first half. Yeah, they created they were many the more chances. Team. But then in the second game, in second half, this, this game just came tremendous, tremendous. Yeah, it, was amazing. it was amazing. Um, look, he's going to be killed. He, he made the change. Apparently, David Calabria was injured. He sends on Sergio Dest. Yeah. What happens? Sorry, US M T guys. So you know, Desk gives away it's the penalty. A clumsy foul. And by the way, that is a total VAR one because the first three replays, yeah. it looks like he gets the, the ball clean. Yeah, yeah. Then you see the VAR one. You see, uh, uh-uh. well the done, VAR. Side. Yeah, yeah. Well uh, in this case, um, I think Milan could have gotten back into it, but uh, and 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 they did. Obviously, they they got the equalizer. If you, you your boy again, Gilles was so good. <laughs> But then a tremendous header from Jolito Simeone. Great pass from, pass from Mario Rui. Yeah. Lobotka was phenomenal in the middle of the park. I let Napoli just keep firing. And, and I thought... If you can win those games when you're not playing well, when you're outplayed in the first half, certainly yeah. by the opposition, go away and still win. Yeah. And by the way, for Milan, I said, I'm going to pump the brakes. It's not a crisis or a no. defensive thing. I thought they played really well. They did. They, they, did. Keep, they keep this level. They hit the crossbar twice as well. You know. No, I think both these teams are going to be just fine. Manchester City flatten Wolves 3-0 and stay a single point behind Arsenal. Jules, some Grealish love, perhaps. Yes, he deserves it. Not just for the goal, the very, very quick early goal uh, that he scored, but I think for his all-around game, we... He was back to his best or near his best, what he did with the ball, the movements, um, collectively even how he fitted in in that team, because I think it took him a, a, a little bit of time to get used to the whole thing. I don't know if... I, I, I still see it's him as, a year. As, in, as inconsistent in a way. But, so now I want to see the consistency. I want him to be able to play like this the whole time. And I just hope yeah. that Pep gives him the time and start him the next game and don't keep putting him on the bench, start, bench, start, bench, start. Because I, I think I, I disagree I with you a little bit. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to live up to his 100 million pound price tag. But How do you fine. know? But I think it has, because he's 27. Already. It doesn't it's matter. Not, huh? I think it will be bench start for Grealish. But, but I think that's fine because your other wingers, Foden, Mares, Julian Alvarez, are also really good. And I think he's different from them and he gives you something different. And I think, you know, he's a useful guy to have. There's, nothing, there's no shame in that. No, there's but no shame. But, but you want surely to have him as best as, he's, as he can. And for that, I don't think the bench star, bench star helps him. That's all. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gab, Erling Holland made it 100 goals in his last 99 games in all competitions since he left Salzburg in December 2019. But what was unusual about his strike against Wolves? So it came from outside the box. And I, I crunched some numbers on this. I, okay. I, I went to Statsbaum and looked at the shot position. As he think it took something like excluding penalties, 27 shots this season in the Premier League. Only three from outside the box. The vast majority of his shots and his goals come from basically right in front yeah, of the one goal. touch finish um it's it's pretty remarkable and he also has a, a ton of touches in the box actually people say he doesn't touch the ball very much and does a lot of work moving around um but what i loved about this shot this wasn't him belting it 
This was him essentially passing it. And he was not very good either. He bobbled a few times. I'm not sure the contact is exactly where. I mean, it's his wrong foot. I mean, if he has a wrong foot. I don't think he has a wrong foot. I think he, I think he stroked it properly. But yeah. well Neymar and Messi combined early for Paris Saint-Germain to beat Lyon 1-0. Jules, what did you learn? Yes. you like the back three? I like the back three. I, I, sh- I don't think it should be only the back three, uh, especially when you lost Kimpembe injured. I think a back four could be a good idea for that team as well, especially now you see how good Fabian Ruiz was in that game and you can easily play... Riz, Ver- Verratti and Vitinha together. Uh, but, but I thought that was a very good performance from PSG. They considered a few chances or half chances from Lyon, but they could easily have scored four or five. I think Anthony Lopez got nine out of ten in his Lekip rating <laughs> because he was that good. Um, so well done to Galtier because it was, it was a tricky game on paper and they made it, they made it easy and Messi was amazing and so was Neymar. But to worse for Juve, Gab, they managed to lose away to Monza who win their first ever game in Serie A. They just had a draw against Lecce before that in six games, and now they beat Juve. Do you want to blame Allegri, even yes, though please. he wasn't on the bench? Yes, although please. he was there in the stadium looking like some ghostly figure. He was suspended, obviously. Yeah. Uh, this was really bad. Uh, and it's really? not just that it was a bad performance. It was precipitated. By the way, Angel Di Maria. I have nothing personal against Angel Di Maria. It just bugs the crap out of me that when he signs uh, as a free agent from Paris Saint-Germain, you know, all of a sudden, all these people drink the Kool-Aid and they're like, oh, here comes Di Maria, so much quality. Look, he's a Galactico, he's this, he's that, he's going to change the leadership. This is a guy who I think rarely played more, started more than 24, 25 games a season for Paris yeah. Saint-Germain in his last couple of years. And by the way, senior veteran leadership, 40 minutes in, he goes, he wins the foul, and then afterwards he elbows the other guy uh, in the stomach, Itzo. Yeah. What, what, like, this is the leadership you show me? Crazy. Now, I'm not going to blame Di Maria. In the Di Maria I mean, they were bad before when they were 11. They anyway. were terrible yeah. before. 11 v 11. You're playing Monza. They have tr- they, they try to play it out from the back. They're really bad at doing it. <laughs> I know they changed their manager. Uh, by the way, Raffaele Palladino coming yeah. in. You don't press them at all. Poor Vlaovic is up there by himself. Nobody anywhere near him. Uh, it's, it's a horrible situation. Yeah. Got the at the back. I genuinely hope, Juve fans, please do not slaughter your young players when they have bad performances. Definitely. It's not just him. To me... The, the ultimate thing was Juve had a counterattack late in the game. Do you know who was in the counterattack? Uh, two of the three. What, one was Bremer. Yeah, Bremer. The other one was, I think, Danilo, another defender. Something's wrong here. Yeah. Where is everybody else? So bad. Uh, Allegri needs to sort it out. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million dollar stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash g-a-b-j-u-l-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjewels.
It's not just producer Freddy harassing us anymore. No. Union Berlin leave us no choice, Jules. They are top of the Bundesliga with a two-point lead after beating Wolfsburg 2-0 at the Alte Fürsterei. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the goals or the game even, uh, the Becker goal was fun. I mean, his first touch is amazing. And the finish, they were very average, I thought, against Braga in, in midweek in Europe. And they lost that game. Funnily enough, they lost the two European games against Union, Union Saint-Gilloise and... Braga, but in the Bundesliga, they're just unplayable. I mean, Wolfsburg are not very good. I know that. And I if think they get knocked out, Kukovic is and they can just focus on the Bundesliga. Leicester, uh? there's Leicester vibes. We said that before. Oh, right. eh? Freddie yeah. is happy. Mine is, of course, the uh, the, the, the king loving Thai yeah. billionaire. But yeah, yeah, okay. And Claudio on the bench, but still, you know. Another slipper for Inter, Gab. They're third straight away from home, but I guess they lost to Udinese, uh, who are one point off the top of the table, one of the surprise, surprise package, package of the season. So maybe that's not too surprising. No, but it should be surprising because they, they, they took the lead in this game. Obviously, still no Lovely free kick by Barella. Tremendous free kick from Barella, by the way, has been playing really well since mm-hmm. being benched. But then, this is what gets me. Simone Inzaghi has his fixations. One of them is, ooh, I better substitute the players who have yellow cards because they may get That's a second really yellow. That, yeah. Half an hour in, he takes off Bastoni and Mkhitaryan because they've both picked up yellows in the first half hour. But what's wrong with him? But I, Mkhitaryan's an attacking midfielder. He has to be an absolute dolt to get a second yellow. Um, I actually checked throughout their career between them if they've had like 20 top flight seasons. They've only been sent off one time each for a second yellow. So why, why are you doing this? It's why? Crazy, you destabilize it? the team. There's a lack of creativity. Other big problems, set pieces, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, on the first one, Skriniar has kind of the, 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 the coordination of, I don't know what, that camera uh, over there. And the ball bounces off him into the next second. The other one also set piece. They get beat. I, it's just details. You've yeah. got to work on these things. And, and this Very, midfield, not supporting. working. Yeah. Not yeah. working. Yeah. Barcelona beat up Elche 3-0 to stay second behind Real Madrid. Jules, you and I were wondering about their defending, and let's say it, Eric uh, Garcia. But were we wrong? Because they no, have conceded we one Liga goal okay. all season long. Okay, so they were beat a four opponents. By the way, Eric Garcia didn't start against Bayern in the Champions League. We're not talking about Bayern, we're in La Liga. Yeah, I know, but for a reason. Goal. Otherwise, if he was that amazing, if he was the new Beckenbauer, <laughs> I think Xavi would play him in the toughest game of the season so far. They didn't. I'm still not his biggest fan, but I and I, I thought Elche were terrible, by the way. But you're right. Defensively, they've been sound and solid. I think they would be tougher opposition. You know what I really liked defense. in this game? Memphis Depay getting a second consecutive and start. That's not at center for yeah. I know you're gonna love it. You love the skill. Go check it out on YouTube. It's special. But the fact that he started his left wing. But he left the whole flank to Balde. He yeah. came inside. It was almost like a front two. But that must have been the plan. Sure. No, but this is great. It's yeah, a yeah, yeah. another dimension. Yeah, completely. And, Balde, and it's, it's a way Balde, to get the best out of the pie. Balde is growing. He's growing in that, in that team. Yusuf Amukoko comes on and scores the winner for Borussia Dortmund in the big derby against Schalke. Gab, can we say that Erdin Terzic has turned the corner now? Yeah, look, it's doom and gloom with all the injuries and some of the really bad performances. But I think they only lost one game all year. They're, they're, they're just behind Union Berlin in, yeah. in the Bundesliga. Uh, Mukoko came on, and if he can contribute this season, obviously he can be better than Modest. But the big news for me is Schalke did nothing in this game. They had a million chances to score. Yeah. Dortmund did. Look beyond the score. Uh, the, 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 between this and the performance at City, convinced. I think they're growing. Let's show love for Ong Ming Son. He hadn't yes. scored all season. He gets dropped to the bench. He comes on with half an hour to go, and Spurs hanging on to a 3-2 lead over Leicester City. And he scores a hat-trick. Coincidence or brilliant psychological ploy from Antonio Conte? Well, I think Conte got what he wanted, a reaction. 
Three goals in 13 minutes are pretty impressive. And now Sona started his season. Well done. How about some love for the other league leader in Serie A? A great goal from Giorgio Scalvini, the young talent at Atalanta, powers them to a 1-0 win over Roma, who has Jose Mourinho sent off. Yeah, so first of all, a word on Scalvini. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a centre-back with number 10 type skills. Uh, I can bring yeah. it to Frank. For yeah. young Frank LaBeouf. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, on to Roma. Roma should have won this game. They created so many chances. They didn't finish them. Mourinho, though, what are you doing? Normally, he's deputized his assistants to go and shout at the referee and yeah. get himself sent off. This time, he did it himself. But he did it in a situation where it was completely wrong. Uh, the incident between Zagnolo and Ocoli, when you see the replay, VAR is completely justified. Yeah. Zagnolo fails him first. Also, they're pulling each other's shirts. Yeah. There was an argument, by the way, with Zagnolo earlier when they should have had a penalty, not the one that infuriated Mourinho, where Zagnolo made the mistake of trying to stay on his feet. Yeah. I expect more. VAR got that one wrong. But come on, come on now. It was the Matteo Ginduzzi show for Marseille, who are held to 1-1 home draw by Ren and slipped to second. Yeah, he did everything. He scored uh, for his team. He also scored for the other team, which was... Uh, but he didn't get sent off, no. which I thought was kind of disappointing. Yeah, he did. Uh, he will be back with the national team, which he's really happy with. And I think this was a game that it's quite level between the two teams. A draw, I think, is fair. Uh, and he redeemed himself with, with scoring, scoring his team's goal after scoring the own goal. So well done to him. Christoph Freund is reportedly on his way to Chelsea to take over as director of football. Gab, are you impressed? Are you happy? Well, Jules, I think we've said, both of us, this should be an absolute priority for the club. Yeah. It should have been the first point, person appointed. I'm not going to have a go at him for, uh, at the club for not appointing the director of football straight away because the reality is they wanted... Michael Edwards, apparently, I'm told they talked to him for a long, long yeah. time. And then eventually, you know, it didn't work out. Obviously, that was your first choice. That's fine. This is second choice, Christoph, or third choice, or whoever he was. Um, it fits the profile of what they're talking about because they love Leipzig. They love multi-club ownership. I think Leipzig are one of the very few clubs that have actually made it work. Uh, obviously, he was at Salzburg, right? So yeah. He's still part of the Red Bull organization. He um, he kind of was really just a scout until, I think, 2016, when then he kind of became a sporting director as well and started dealing with agents. The one thing, I think there's still going to be a learning curve there because, let's face it, when you're at Salzburg, uh, first of all, you've got Mitzlaff above, above you, who's mm-hmm. kind of like plays daddy and does a lot of the hard negotiations. Uh, secondly, you're dealing with a different profile of agent and player right you're you're accumulating essentially a whole bunch of young players you go in you nurture them you spot them you sign them you throw big money for young players so they don't choose him for that you think because for me it looks like they want to do and already we've seen the young players that they they sign Casadei, Chukumenka and then they go and get sports director that he's very very good maybe the best in Europe at doing that again as well so is it because they want to go down that route of getting the best young players in Europe, giving them a platform, forming them and then selling them on? Surely not, I, not Chelsea. Well, no, I think, look, I mean, he bought the best young, talented players because that's what they could afford. But, yeah, but that's where he's right? very good at. But it doesn't mean he can't be good higher up. No, 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 for right? sure. Um, I think he's still relatively young. He's a disciple of Ralph Rangnick, which yeah. to some people might be a bad word, but I, I still think... It, in terms of organization and setting up a team is 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 definitely uh, is definitely a good thing. Yeah. Um, I I think what's going to be critical here is again 
the pieces that they put around him, how quickly adapts a negotiation. You know, dealing with veteran players and veteran agents is completely different. But he can learn it if he's a smart guy. Yeah, you know, you, sure. you have to you have to start somewhere. The good news is that is that it's in place. Again, you want to go back, and I don't know if they have to pay compensation or whatever. He just extended his contract with Leipzig yeah. in July, so it's another one of those situations. Well, but but again, I, I don't think it's fair to have to go with them. They wanted Michael Edwards. They thought Michael Edwards was 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 the best around, which maybe he should have been the yeah. ones. Um, they went for that first, and then that didn't work out. And now they go for Christoph Freund. Good luck to him. Mm. Leipzig lose away to Borussia Mönchengladbach three 0 Marco Rosa beats one of his former Borussia's, yeah. but not the other one, Jules. No, you're right, and I think that season, the up and down season continues. It's crazy how I don't think they were bad in that game. They just considered an early goal to start with, and there's a counter-attacking goal uh, to Ham for um, for Hoffman again. And then Hoffman. after that, yeah, and then after that, you're two 0 down, and it's already a struggle. And yeah, you have a lot of the ball, but they defend well. It's just one of those games, but it's crazy how. You can go and you know and win three 0 against Dortmund, and then you lose that game. Then you play well against Real Madrid. You lose that game. It's just that we need some consistency. I, but Marco Rosa is not he's not a consistent manager. No, but he's also just been there. Yeah, he's just I, obviously, what he does, how he uses this this break, especially I would expect him to hole up with a bunch of video and really assess what he has and yeah. how he wants these pieces to fit together, especially defensively. Brighton have a new manager, Gab, and it's your boy. Roberto De Zerbi. Well, I mean, we are hype. You and I are really happy. I I love it when younger managers without the pedigree originally, you know, they have the courage. He was at Sassuolo. They have the courage to to go abroad. He went to Shakhtar Donetsk. Had some ups and downs there. Probably the fact that, you know, obviously ended up leaving when... uh, when the invasion happened, um, Brighton, I mean, they waxed lyrical. They said, oh, we, we followed him for so long. He fits our passion. He is, you know, his football is the, the, the original version of his football. What he tried to do with Sassuolo was that, that 4-3-3 play out from the back. Yeah. You know, very much sort of early Pep trying to, trying to ape that. Yeah. Um, some of his critics say, oh, look, why are you trying to play like Pep played 20 years ago? <laughs> you know, but it's what he believes in. And, I think he's a good fit for a ball playing club where people are used to getting a lot of coaching. Yeah. Um, there's going to be an adjustment period. Of course, there is. Yeah. Sevilla grab a draw away to Villarreal. Jules, it's three games undefeated now for your namesake, Julian, yeah. oh, Julian Lopetegui. Does this mean we'll see him again after the international break? Yeah, I think we will, Gab. Not that. Listen, this is a good point away from home against it. It's a really it's good, a good point. point. But it Respect. wasn't great. It Respect. wasn't great. It wasn't great either again. Uh, but he will be there. Uh, I know they probably have lined up Marcelino or someone like that. Uh, I'm not sure how much of an improvement that would be. But the last three results, as you said, uh, I think have bought him a bit of time. And we want that. We don't want him to be sacked. It's just they've been terrible so far this season. Let's be honest. I, I mean, still have like better. four points or I know, something. It's crazy. <laughs> Betis beat Girona 2-1 as Borja Iglesias cost twice. Gab, they're just three points behind Real Madrid. Are we sleeping on them a little bit? I think so. By the way, there's been no Nabil Fakir for the last couple yeah. of games. And they were still, good in Europe as well. You know, I want to say he's their most talented player. I feel Sergio Canales might have something to say about that. But look, Borja Iglesias, everything he's touching right now turns to gold. They're 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 really really good yeah, so attacking good. team. Um, you know, defensively they can hold their own. Uh, they're only two points behind Barcelona. I people say like, oh look, two way race, Barcelona, Real Madrid, yeah, business as usual, nobody else. 
no, they're grinding out a lot of points yeah. very, very quickly. So um, who knows? I, I'm not going to go ahead and say it's going to be a two-way race just now. Not yet. No, no, no. More developments in the Kira Marawi case. Aminata Diallo has now been charged. Yeah, incredible. Uh, new chapter, Gabin. It's incredible story. I know French football has had, you know, many of those between the sex tape and the Pogba's and anything you want. The French Federation as well now is in trouble. But this one, because the investigation from the police has revealed now that uh, Amital Diallo was the one behind the attack of her own teammate, uh, Kira Mraoui. Uh, so this is actually what she's been charged with. She's been, she's charged, been charged with for aggravated violence. With organizing the assault. Well, yeah, that's one of the, 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 account, the accounts that she's got against them. One of the charges. Her, yeah. Uh, the three, three guys were, or four guys were also arrested. Three of them saying that she was the one who instigated the attack uh, for, for a place in the team. Basically, and she told the, those... So nothing to do with our friend in Barcelona? No, no, nothing to do with that, or nothing to do with... As what, far as we know so Amrawi, um, you know, could be done in her private life, but certainly to, to try to get her out of the team, not being able to play football anymore. That was, was, that's what Diallo asked the thugs that came and, and hit Amrawi with uh, iron bars. Right. So there's obviously the charge. Now, obviously, she's going to present her defense. Exactly. So I think that there could well be more twists and turns. Of so case. she hasn't denied the involvement, but she's just us to, to, to stay silent. So we, we haven't heard her version of the story of the cops either. Uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable. It's I remember at the beginning when like she was first held and that this sort of theory first came out, there were some people, maybe you should have known, but we were suggesting, oh, look, they're picking on Diallo because yeah, yeah. she's of African descent, which, by the way, uh, Hamraoui, I'm pretty sure, isn't Swedish, but I think no. it's also of African descent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems that now this is what she's been charged with. Yeah, By the way, I don't blame her for not talking. I, I, I people no, often no, 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 no. no, but she could have no. said, "Okay, you got me now. I, it's me." No, it's my but fault. people often feel, people often forget that there is this thing called due process. You have your right to defend yourself. And this whole thing with you know not saying something that might incriminate you or whatever. No, that's you know, true. But the full guys... case, defend yourself in court. Right. Okay. So I got no but problem. But the four guys that. who were arrested said, "Like, yeah, it's us." You know, we did it. You, you got us now. They've got, they, they taped all their phone. They've, they've got everything against them. So they, you know, she chose a different way of defending herself. Yeah. But Edison Cavani makes his debut for Valencia in the 3-0 win over Celta, Gab. How did he look? And does he move the needle for Catuzo's team? I, he played, he played what, like 70 odd minutes? He started? I, I didn't. He had never I, played so far. Let's remind everybody. This season. <laughs> played, yeah. I, I was surprised that, that, that Rino Gattuso chucked him in there like that, especially yeah. with the international break coming up. But I guess he must have looked really fit. Um, and it's a win for Valencia. I mean, they're still there in, 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 in mid table. Um, he gives you. He gives you a, a veteran option yeah. that I think in certain games can make a difference. I do not expect him to be a week-in, week-out starter, but especially with the World Cup. No. Um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. Jules, I think it's time to check in on uh, your buddy and mine, Peter Boss, after the home defeat to Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, third defeat in a row. And we asked him, like, you know, what are you going to do in the international break? He said, I'm going to drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Not sure that's the answer, Peter, that we're looking for here. You know, too much alcohol won't help you. And you might be out of a job very soon anyway because three defeats in a row. Not that they but played badly like against fifth or PSG. sixth in the table, right? They're not that far down. Yeah, the f- yeah, fifth, I think. They're not that far, but three defeats in a row. It's just that uh, you don't see really where they're going. He says there's an improvement. 
not too convinced by that. So, but there hasn't been an improvement since he's been there because fundamentally he's not good. Exactly, exactly. That's what could cost him his place. Basically, they said to him by by beginning of November and when the players go to the World Cup, we have to be in the top three. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't think they will sack him before that. They have to be in the top three. The top the in Liga top three by so the weekend of the twelfth of November. So basically, they have to be ahead of either Marseille or Monaco. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But, 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 you know, not so much in terms of always points at the table, but in terms of financial clout, talent, and so on. No, no, no. They have, yeah, they have to be Marseille and Monaco first, second, are the or other third. two most talented well, teams. Well, yeah, whoever is in that right? top three, they have to be ahead of them. So. We'll see. Neil Mopé's goal gives Everton a 1-0 win over West Ham, Gab. After the big spending summer, David Moyes and the mighty Irons are free-falling now. Yeah, Tom Petty style. Um, yeah. Like, I... <sighs> You know what I think about him and his inability to make that team and those players play well, play good football. I think he's played like six different formations uh, this year. Uh, I think, you know, they, they got the packet laid on, which, then, you know, makes them change everything. Yeah. I think he's not sure how the pieces fit together up that's front. A, that's right? his job, though, no? You've got Skamaka, Antonio, Bowen, Ben Rama, the packet. Yeah. I, you would think you could come up with three dudes who could make it work together, four dudes if you want to go 4-2-3-1. You've got the really good midfield. Your defense, people are coming back from injury, should be better too. This is a much better team than their results. We agree with yeah. that. Yeah. I'm just not sure he's the right guy for this team and for this job right now. But I might be wrong. I'm just saying the football that he played in the last three seasons that was very successful, he's not adapted to these players now. He, he needs to evolve. I'm not sure he can, but I want him to, to try at least. I want him to do well because I trying. genuinely like the guy. But the, Their first half against Everton was so dire. I mean, the whole game was dire anyway. But I, I'm just not sure that he's even trying to make them play good football. That's he's trying to do... Yeah, he's caught between the conservative and the yeah. just do just enough. But are you happy for Frank Lampard Jr. at least? Yeah, big three points. Yeah, yeah oh, massive right? three points. Right. Yeah. Jules, you love your techers. How about Radamel oh, Falcao yeah. coming on late in the game, oh. scoring his first goal of the season for Rayo? Now they still lost yeah, against they lost. Bilbao, but how about that? Goal? Oh my word! Was that better than Depay? Uh, yeah, it's harder, I think, because the Depay move you can see it, you can practice it at training a lot. You know, the ball has to come to your feet and you turn the way you turn. But you need but a defender who's just going to fall over backwards. I know, but still, you know, you it can... looked like something. Remember the and one mixtape tour, like yeah, you know, yeah, hot yeah, sauce yeah. and That's what it looked like. The guy just kind of falls over. Whereas for the Falcao one, you know, it's just the way he twists his body and the touch on the on the ball. It was just a clean touch too. Incredible, incredible goal. So. He's not going to score many like that anymore, and he's getting older, and he can't start every game. And, but that was something else. The England team are expected to make a declaration on human rights in Qatar this week. Gab, what do you expect them to say? I expect them to come up with something about how they're going to be good hosts, but there's concerns over working conditions and human rights and blah, 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 to some degree. Um, I think every national team is wrestling with it. And you know why they're all wrestling with this? Because we in the media are stupid, fundamentally. Mm -hmm. We say, oh, you guys need to speak up, you need to do something, right? Qatar was assigned the World Cup, what, 12 years ago, Yeah. right? There is a serious, broad conversation to be had about human rights in the area and what people in other parts of the world, uh, how they feel about them. And 
if they want them to change, there is pressures that can be done. We can say, we're only going to trade with you if you have certain basic conditions. Yeah. We, we're, 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 we're going to make certain demands. We're not going to import your products unless they meet a certain standard. And we're going to have people checking. They do this with some countries. But guess what? They don't do it with Qatar to, to that same degree. And they don't do it. By the way, it's not just Qatar. It's, it's, it's Dubai. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's United Arab, all of the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia. But it's not even started there. Kuwait. Like, you can't. What? What I really, really struggle with is this happened a long time ago. These are decisions that politicians need to make, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden we discovered like, oh, look, there's a World Cup happening in Qatar. Like, go and say something. Go and do something, right? What do you want them to do? Like, seriously. Uh, I, no, no. I, you know, they can keep shining a light on it. Okay, so now we know. Conditions in Qatar are, are, are substandard. They're, they're, I think most observers say there have been improvements, but will the improvements last? Yeah. Uh, are they still up to snuff? Let's investigate more. But to dump all of this on the FA when people should have really been asking questions about their governments, I to me, that doesn't ring yeah, well. And, 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 I, and I, I feel for Gareth Southgate and whoever's going to help him write his statement yeah. this week. Jean-Claire Todibo, once at Barcelona, is sent yeah. off after just nine seconds her niece in their game against Angers. Nine Angel. seconds. Jules, uh, a bit harsh. No. I mean, I, I went to get a cup of tea. I, I didn't even have that time to go and get a cup of tea. Come back, he was already, they were down to 10. I was like, what? Um, it was really harsh because I don't think he was the last man. I mean, he was the last man, but not really the last man. I think no, no, so let's be clear. Was it wasn't violent. He just goes and trips the yeah. guy. I, it, was it was well crazy. outside yeah. the box. I don't crazy. understand. And that killed the game. Nice ended up losing. I mean, Angers also had a red card, by the way, in that game after, after an hour, Buffal. But there's this obsession with red cards in France. We had 34 already this season, which is, which is mental. But yeah, I, f- I felt for him and for Nice and, and Fab to a certain extent. The ECA, the European Club Association and UEFA Executive Committee are both meeting this week, Gab. And the big rumor is that they will debate playing Champions League games outside of Europe. Good idea. Oh, that final in, in New York. Ah, oh, that one that we're talking. Look, hey, there's always going to be people trying to, to make a buck, trying to increase it. This, this obviously comes from the clubs. The clubs now have a lot more clout uh, than they did before with the new agreement yeah. with UEFA. Um, I think the only types of games will be played outside Europe if we get there in the Champions League. Hypothetically, might be a final one day. Or there is talk about this. You, you've heard this. Replacing the Super Cup with yeah. a four-team tournament. You know, maybe you get the, the the Europa League. Maybe you get the Europa League winner, the Conference League winner. Um, Champions League winner. Champions, and the two Champions League finalists, finalists yeah, for example. Exactly. Something like that. And then you play like a Final Four format, obviously in either North America or, or Asia, preseason. That's, I think, is going to be on yeah. the table. But paying semifinals, group stage games, they, they don't no. want to give up the home gates for that. People don't want to travel. Exactly. I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Not half as preseason. Right, Jules. That brings us to an end. Wow. But what do you say? Shall we come back on Thursday, Thursday and do this all back. over again? Yes. Why? Because there's so much going on. Actually, no, there isn't. Between now and Thursday, <laughs> I check. There's very little going on. But who we knows? Some managers might about. be getting the sack. Some exactly. uh, technical directors might be getting appointment. So, uh, until then, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Taco Tuesday over salad. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash gabjewels now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjewels. <laughs> 